Cool. Okay, welcome to Lives on Paper, a character creation podcast. My name is Jordan. My name is Megan. And we're, are we working that one back in? Yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, yeah, it shows up when it shows up. <laughs> okay, so for this setup episode, we're going to, we're going to be taking it from a slightly different angle in that we have a character concept sort of already, but because we're, but we're approaching a new play system. Yeah, we're, we're stepping into a, just an entirely new system. It's, uh, we're going to use the system called, uh, or the game called The Sprawl, which uses the Powered by the Apocalypse system. Yes. Uh, and I have the name for uh, that original creator, Sprawl by Hamish Cameron, mm-hmm. which uses the uh, Apocalypse World system at its core, uh, and Apocalypse World is by Vincent Baker. Okay, yeah. Okay, so the idea with the well, this is actually so we're going to be using a, a group called, we call the Burger Squad, yes. and they are actually the characters that made us go. Hold on, shut up. We need to record this <laughs> because we've got them. We've got some basic ideas of who they are, but we knew we were going to go sci-fi. Yeah, and D and D. I mean, well, you can. Like, you can do sci-fi and D&D, but it's also good to step outside of yeah. uh, a confined system because it can, you know, kind of broaden your horizons and open your mind to different ways things can be done. Yes, I'm just very excited. <laughs> I know. Well, because the reason why it's so vastly different, uh, the reason why Apocalypse uh, World is so vastly different from D&D is because, one, you don't roll anything more than 2d6, and you know for sure the pass fail line. Mm. Oh, that. yeah. There's not like a save DC. There's not like a... Nope. It No, you know whether or not you failed or you succeeded, period, from the jump. Mm-hmm. Because uh, you roll 2d6 uh, and add the relevant stat that we'll get to mm-hmm. further in. And 1 to 6 is just fail. Oh. Just fail. Seven, eight, and nine are partial successes is the best way to describe them to me. They mm-hmm. uh, Or near hits. I forget what, what the game calls it itself. Uh, but partial success is the best thing, thing I can describe it as. So it's mm-hmm. like you like do it with a cost or you don't do it as well as you are trying to mm-hmm. or it's not quite effective. Yeah. Where 10 and up is you say you did that thing, that is the thing you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> like you jump from one moving car to another 10 plus done nailed it like did a triple axle on the way like like, hell yeah like that's totally fine seven to nine is like yeah you managed to grab like either the back bumper and you're being drug along or you do land on the hood but the guy inside has a car has a gun inside the car has a gun and you better be ready to like do something about it yeah yeah uh and one to six like it could be a number of things either you just plain don't make it uh i always like the yeah you make it over there and they pull you inside the car and they have you at gunpoint like gun <laughs> in your stomach you aren't gonna dodge this bullet or or it could be the you're going 60 miles per hour you just try jumping on a vehicle you grab the bumper but um well that, that's what i'm saying the car's not slowing down yeah at no point do who they like one to six you should be put in a worse situation yeah and a lot of this game is fictional positioning in that way where 
taking new moves or having a certain class gives you access to just plain doing something where like others probably couldn't like depending on how we decide to do hacking mm -hmm. uh if it's wireless you know you could uh theoretically many people could do it with the right tools or if it's all physical and like you need a for like a better term a brain jack then nobody outside the <laughs> hacker could do hacking okay yeah for me it is very much yeah the the mechanics of D&D &D for me it like part of the reason that like you steer most of that is cuz I don't remember half the fucking mechanics for D&D I like I don't know but mm -hmm. this like you have an idea of what the sprawl is but for both of us it's still a new system yes i've so never it, played a game of the sprawl yeah like we're familiar with it in the sense of like we've scanned the pdf we've like the playbooks are there we've got a and because we know the characters like, well, not know the character. We have concepts for characters. Some of them more well, fleshed out than others. Yes. We're able to go like, okay, yeah, this, they can mesh. And so for, for us, this is going to be, I don't know if we want to bother assigning playbooks now or if we want to wait not, until. Probably not right now, but I do think we should go over who these characters are that way. And how they. And, and like write it down on how we think they should be yes so let's start with our list of characters okay all right so okay. <laughs> do we have the complete burger yeah i i believe we have the complete burger okay because we've ahead. got they're gherkin twins bread and butter uh beefsteak tomato romaine havarti burger patty ciabatta and mayo a seven person crew that's a big crew i was gonna say they're i mean not unreasonable but also that opens them up to bigger jobs in my opinion or also like only partial squad i was things. gonna say the the preview for or the um like the forward for the sprawl is like a three to five player game yeah but then again it also like you can always bend some rules but it, yeah and of course it's you know depending on how these characters characters are used you know partial squad playing or npcs mm -hmm. like so it doesn't really matter if if you've got enough players to back them up. You can just be like, yeah, and then the Burger Squad shows up. Fuck yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, hell yeah, Burger Squad. <laughs> and they can just... This is also a game that has, uh, like, gangs and squads within it. Or, mm -hmm. like, that's what it wants to be done in its system. Mm -hmm. So, like, people could just take Burger Squad and, like, that's, like, another crew inside of their system that, like, yeah. maybe they're competitors or allies to their players. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's more important that we nail down what kind of setting this is right now mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and, like, maybe give a cursory run over how things should work and how and what we think characters may or may not be. I was going to say, I think it... Yes. I, I don't want to specifically nail down, like, w what the squad does. Like, I'm not going to say they're only a smuggling squad or something. Like, I'm, I'm not going to say they only do this or that. No, I think they're just, it, I think they're a crew of, like, get it dunners. I was going to say, the vague idea of, like, are they chaotic neutral? Are they, like, are they, mercen are they mercenary style, like... If, if somebody pays them enough, they'll get the job done. Or are they like, you know, we do shit because we want to do shit. 
kind of I think it's a mixture of the name your price and or not name your price but the pay enough and we'll get the job done and doing what we want yeah yeah because uh so the game system itself depicts it as depicts a cyberpunk setting in mm-hmm. a very you know kind of cyberpunk uh well, 2077 I'm... kind of way which definitely used uh the same stats yeah because the stats for uh the sprawl are style edge cool mind meat and synth which are the stats in 2077 huh yes well then yeah it, uh, when i was uh, when i was thinking of like where the burger squad fits in the grand scheme of things as far as like what sort of vibe they have i guess is the best way to put it mm-hmm. of like if this is like the way the sprawl describes it is this is like near future this well this is like like sci-fi hyper capitalism companies own these squads that do the things for them that they could not get away with on the pr front so like whether the burger squad is owned by a company or they're freelancers or they're like yes that would be up to or like who would be running the game uh i do think it's a bit of a further future thing because i think we talked about uh not a further future but uh well this is future enough where it's like you have like human augmentation stuff yes the reason I was bringing up the nearer or further future is because I we talked about them having some kind of, for lack of a better term, air base or like thing that they oh, could yeah, pick yeah, up yeah. and like move and mass transit stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I guess it depends on whether hmm, whether whether the Burger Squad has like a, just a souped-out RV or they have like a a drop ship or like it, it all depends on like what level I don't, of so how about this i don't think we're doing mechs in this game yeah and or like the closest thing would be like those exoskeleton lifting mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. yeah i just mean in terms of uh like if their base is mobile mm-hmm. whether it is like a hov- like a bus that just souped out to be like Flying bus. Yeah, flying bus. Or if it's literally like, with enough money, anyone can get a ship kind of thing. The ship doesn't have to be able to leave orbit, but like... Yeah. If you can make it go in the air about a mile, you can go places kind of thing. Yeah. So, so I think that... Yeah, I think we're on on Earth, on planet. I don't think we go to space. Uh, I don't think we're doing mechs mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, i guess here's another no, uh, like, well i i can see like because we had we have we have a robot character so we have like some level of but we have robot character for specific reason yes no but what i'm gonna say is oh we automatons have, like, yes yes we have like some level of like ai mechanical yes but that's ability easy. but it's not like but that's when you easy say no, for that setting. When you say mechs, do you mean like I mean kaiju big, fighting? I mean no Gundams. No Gundams. Okay. It's not that I don't like Gundam. <laughs> I'm just saying I don't think there's Gundams in this setting. Oh, we need a Voltron one. 
We will get there. <laughs> Don't get me started on mechs. I can't. I can't. Don't. You can't do this right no. now. Stop. Stop. Okay. Okay. No. I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to figure out the line of, like, so we have. People-sized robot. Sure. Yeah. Okay. But nothing, nothing like exceptionally, I, I don't know. Well, because like automated cranes, are those a thing? Like, because then that, that's half a step from a giant robot. I don't think you don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There are no pilotable Gundams in this setting. Fine. Okay. Okay. So this is, we're going to go, we're not going to say like a specific like hundreds of years in the future, but no, it is a future-esque, it is future enough that we have like. Like the clerk at the convenience store is a robot. Yes. Okay. That being said, in this setting, robots are not considered people. Yes. Because okay. they are very obviously not, they're not built to be humanoid. No. Okay. And the reason why this is such a big debate, because uh, I think we should give a character overview in this setup for the for what we do know of these characters and why yes. we think they will be the things they are, is because Mayo is a munitions assistance unit. M-A-U dash zero, because they were the very first. Yes. So, at no, some it's po- not the very first, but like the very first edition. Yeah, they were first edition. Uh, they were at some point in the setting. There was some kind of larger conflict to where they were like, "All right, we'll just make essentially the loaders from Borderlands, and they can go drop off ammo for us." Yeah, they are munitions moving sort of like they just yeah they haul the ammo crates, they move artillery rounds, stuff yeah. like that. Munitions assistance unit, so that. You know, there isn't a person going from point A to the trenches. In whatever conflict was happening. Yes. And these models have, I believe, since become, like, repurposed and, like, updated and changed to where they're probably smaller now so that that they can fit through places easier. Mm -hmm. Um, But they've they've become essentially your handy bots. they're, They're your warehouse workers. They're your construction site helpers. They're, you know... They, they're still assistance units, but they're not munitions. But the reason why I, uh, Mayo is different is because Mayo is so old <laughs> that they have gained a level of sentience. Yeah. To where they, uh, I, I described them as essentially becoming wallied. To yeah. where they can, like, oh, this is broken. I need to replace this in order to keep functioning. Mm-hmm. They, are, they are old enough that their parts are somewhat hard to come by, but they are also... sentient enough to know how to like MacGyver things yes to make it work for them yes uh so I picked Mayo who's next (laughs) we're just just really excited for Mayo can I read Mayo's no no (gasps) hold on to it for Mayo's episode first episode is gonna be Mayo I hope you know this that's fine because he's probably gonna be the most difficult one (laughs) fair continue (laughs) so then so we have the Gherkin twins the Gherkin do we want them to be one episode Yes, because I I believe they're going to be tightly tied together. Yes. So the Gherkin twins, their concept is they are two twins. I mean, they're twins. They are they are a small race. And I, <laughs> I initially pitched them as like goblin things. Yes. So 
again, don't know what this place is that we're living on, <laughs> but they're small and green. Yeah. Uh, because I thought it'd be funny if you had like pickle themed goblins. And then I realized that these two belong in Burger Squad because Gherkins, hello. <laughs> and uh, I think I described them as like one being a technician and one being a hacker. Mm-hmm. One of them was going to be the person who could put together a computer and another person who could make that computer run off like a potato yeah like my 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 brain immediately went to obviously they wear a trench coat who's on top varies but like the mechanical one has built like little like hands so they look like a whole ass person and the hacking one has made it so that the outside of the trench coat can like mirage so it looks like yeah so it looks like there's a huge like a huge person underneath it or something yeah anyways (laughs) they are the technological wonderkins yeah like when something goes wrong whether it's mechanical or technical like yeah whether Mm -hmm. it's the wiring inside the computer or a virus in the computer they will fix it yeah uh next we have someone we described as beefsteak tomato do you almost say potato? I almost said potato. Beef, steak, tomato. Uh, Beef, steak. And I imagined them being uh, just a big person. Uh, that, that was that, yeah. That like, was the joke. Yeah, was yeah part of the joke. But then I was also like, but also like like heavy on the augments. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. maybe like I don't know if I want to go as far as like augment junkie, but like we're not talking. Uh, once again, coming back to Borderlands, do you remember the character Wilhelm? Yes. Where, like, when you encounter him in... Oh, where he just turns himself into a robot? He's just straight up a he's robot, a robot with, a, yeah, with, a with a head, head on top? Yeah. It's not that no. bad. No, I... Uh, it's, again... Maybe, think... Being able not, to, not Borderlands 2 Wilhelm, pre-sequel Wilhelm. Close. Close. Yes. Uh, I imagine... So, having not played 2077, Cyberpunk 2077, uh, I can't really name characters, but... Just so, like someone who has been augmented and shows signs of it, like be that either just muscle grafts or like full limb replacement for just higher, like for lack of a better term, damage output. Mm-hmm. Be it like, oh yeah, no, their arms are essentially like one shot artillery cannons uh, <laughs> or whatever they are, uh, is what I mean. I mean, like this is a person that probably solves a problem with violence where someone else would like. We can just talk this guy out of the way or convince him mm-hmm. we're not, not there. And if that person isn't there and it's just beefsteak, beefsteak probably either kills that person or maims them horribly. <laughs> <laughs> horribly. The- like, solving problems with violence is beefsteak's gig. Yeah. Violence uh, or whatever you want to call it. As intimidation, violence, who all knows? of the above. Yeah. Just the idea of, like, this is a character who beefsteak kind of. Like, we had the concept of heavily augmented person, and then we went, oh, Mm -hmm. holy shit, beefsteak, obviously. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And then I think next was Romaine. Romaine, I don't think we had anything solid for Romaine. No, because we didn't really have a play on... uh, Lettuce. Yeah. Like Uh, Looking at the playbooks right here, funny enough, that might be Infiltrator, because it's like, what do you do with lettuce? (laughs) goes in everything <laughs> i was gonna say was, you can't just have a burger without a crunch but it's the, when you put an onion ring on it fair 
you want to ditch romaine and put red, put an onion ring on it. Onion ring. Onion <laughs> ring. No. no, no. Romaine is pretty good. I well because because you can call romaine like th- that's a name. I was gonna say romaine feels like a very suave character to me. Infiltrator, master of getting into secure places and doing bad things there. Oh. <laughs> yeah, there definitely um, there definitely were some characters that we latched onto like Mayo. <laughs> That who have a little more um, worked out on them. Yes, so like, some of them were just like we were building a burger at that point, and mm-hmm. so like who else did we need? Romaine. I think Havarti was the other one who we didn't ha- quite have anything built for. Because you got to put some cheese on there. Yeah, but I know. Um, yeah, Romaine and Havarti. We're gonna have to. They'll get some put more some, fleshing. Put some, put some more. Uh, thought into it in the meantime Mm -hmm. but burger patty was i think burger patty was the leader theoretically patty was yeah the the theoretical leader uh we had built her as her i say her because patty yeah well no that works done yeah yeah well because we had a chicken patty at one point and she was yeah that's fine anyways r.i.p patty yeah (laughs) and then ciabatta was going to be patty's right hand man Right-hand person. Mm-hmm. And I think... I don't think we had anything built for them other than, like... I think Patty was going to... Patty was going to have the car. Or was it Chibata was going to have the car? Well, yeah, because you got to put it on something to get it somewhere. What, Patty? No, the, whole, the, entire, the, the, the entire burger. So Chibata... Oh, that's everything right, because like Chibata you, has just a regular-ass fucking car. But that's... <laughs> not. It's not just a regular-ass car, but... Yes. Yeah. What I mean is, like, if in this setting there are super-powered electric vehicles, hover vehicles, like... Yes. Like, that kind of... Chibata's just got, like, a Mustang. Yeah. No, that that's something yeah. that I've always want, wanted to do in a, in a more futuristic setting. And it might be something I, I, I might push back on their episode. We'll see. Uh, but I've always liked having... Or I like the idea of somebody in, like... A full-on like people are using fusion coil uh, power systems, and they run on petrol. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and, and for some reason, I just like the idea of you know the ships going down, and so or or the airship is going down. Mm-hmm. Everyone else has a mech they fly out, and there's just a car that drives out the back. <laughs> no, it's just there's a mech carrying a car. No, it's funnier if they all like. Wait, you didn't take an escape pod? My ride. <laughs> I can't leave my car. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> what? Uh, where do we say? It's everyone's gonna pile in the car, and then Mayo's gonna sit on the trunk, and the car's gonna go, and then <laughs> press some buttons, address the hydraulics, lift the car back up. Yep. Yeah, this is really good. <laughs> yeah, so I think Chapat is the driver. Yeah. And Patty, if they're the de facto leader, I think they might be a soldier because they have stuff with like planning out missions. I was gonna say, some of these are pretty um pretty <laughs> pretty obvious, like beefsteak. Well, they're either killer or hunter. Yeah. I mean I that, think it's killer. Yeah. And then things like for Mayo, I don't mm. Well that uh so that's another thing in this system is the multi classing in this system I call it multi classing, it's not really multi classing. <laughs> It's more of when you Pull level, from, yeah. No, you, so you level up enough in uh, your own playbook, mm-hmm. uh, and then after doing enough 
levels essentially leveling up mm-hmm. or, or what they call advancement uh you reach a different it's not so much a tier but as it is it opens uh a category i guess where you can start pulling from yeah pulling from other uh playbooks yeah yeah so another advancement here it says every time time you mark 10 experience choose advancement from the uh, basic advancements below and it's the options are three of them are choose a move from your playbook two of them are choose moves from other playbooks and the rest are stat boosts yeah and below that is after you've taken five advancements you can choose something from up here yeah uh, from plus one to anything buy off an obligation enemy or or being owned Mm-hmm. which are uh, tags for getting equipment and your character. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, change to a new playbook. Uh, rewind a corporate clock. So clocks track pretty much attention from corporations mm-hmm. in a negative way to where the later, quote-unquote, a clock is, the more attention they have for you, mm-hmm. uh, which is not good. Yes. Uh, another one is retire your character or to safety and create another one, which requires 20 cred. Mm-hmm. And just make a second character. That one feels... That one has felt like... Is that just having an er- another character, like just more more hands in the pie equals good for some people? Yeah. yeah I guess, yeah. But I, I imagine that some of these are more... You know, they advance their playbook where they choose from others. So, like, mm-hmm. I think Mayo's going to be a lot of choosing from others. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll probably start them somewhere, pick a couple from there, a couple from another, and then do the thing of hopping to another playbook. Yeah. 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 Uh, because, not too worried about it. Well, the way advancing works in this one is you have something called directives. You have both mission directives and character directives. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, mission directives change from mission to mission, but you are guaranteed uh, directive advancement. So an experience point at when you accept a job, when you complete the job, and when you get paid for the job. Because mm-hmm. you don't always get paid. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like even when you like, and we'll pay you this much, and then they just rip you off because like, well, what are you gonna do? Burn us and burn down this entire corporation? <laughs> what are you gonna do? We're Coca Cola. <laughs> like, yo. <laughs> But yeah, uh, when you accept the mission, when you decide what to do with the mission, when you complete it, and when, sorry, yeah, it's finish it, sorry, accept it, finish it, and then your MC uh, chooses some more directives in between for the mission. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, everybody chooses, every character has a different kind of directive, they have personal directives. Yes. So, like, an easy one for uh, beefsteak would be the violent directive. You yes. enjoy overpowering others in combat when you choose to use violence to overcome a problem, mark experience. Yep. So, where it would be easier to, you know, stealthier for a mission to talk mm-hmm. this guy down instead of killing him. And so, when somebody comes around for a body check, essentially, yeah, you wouldn't get seen, but... That that is their directive. Yes. Yeah. It. I mean, these are things that we'll have to flash out on their episodes. Yeah. Yeah. But and there's a bunch more here. Like there's like yeah. twenty plus. It looks like. Yes. Uh, but that's how you go about leveling up a character in the yeah. system. It's you, not. It's. It's not kill the enemy. It's do the job. Yes. I mean, because it's it is 
I mean, and the nice thing about having, like, the personal directives, it, it does reward you for staying in character. Like, yes. for us, I know how we play. Generally, we play the more stealthy, less body count kind of characters. It's not just... I, I But it, it it is something where, like, there is a game mechanic that rewards, rewards you, for- you for, like... Being in Theoretically, character. someone could play beefsteak, but then, like, you know, I'm in a good mood, so I won't kill you. No, no, no. no, you have the violent directive. You should kill that guy. Probably. It is in character, and it benefits you. But there's other things that could go oh, in that place instead. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we don't need to go over all these directives right now. No, there's yeah, a bunch that, of them. That's, and that's, also spoils our own content, I guess. Yeah. Well, but that's what I mean as far as, like, I can... Because for D&D... Things like inspiration it or extra experience, it, it depends on, like, the discretion of your DM. Whereas, yes. like, with this, you can say, like, look, I I played into my directive. Give me some freaking experience. <laughs> yeah, and doing that. You, have, uh, you, as the player, have, like, some pull in what you earn. Yes. Like, it depends on how drastic you want to be about it. Yes. And that's exactly what that is. Like, do you... Yes, it's fitting for Beefsteak to have a violent directive, but... Do you want to be like, no, I'm going to lean into this and then like love up my character crap ton? Or are you going to push back against that directive mm-hmm. of your character? At which point, I believe there's a thing for swapping out directives as well. Not there like probably a, is. Not a step or something like that, but like it goes, all right, are you transitioning to a new point of your life where like that's not where you are going to be? Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know I've. Uh, seen on other character plays of this mm. going like okay well you haven't been doing that like at all mm. like that, that and also that character that that directive is tied to is pretty much never on camera mm-hmm. so do you want to move to a new directive and players yeah that probably does make more sense yeah which is you know smart yeah so for some of these i can we start with mayo i'm fine with starting with mayo because i feel like they are the ones that they're the one that I am most excited about. But also, like, they're going to be a little bit complicated. True. So, but as far as everyone else, do... What level of... Like, because we've put a lot of thought into Mayo. Not a lot of thought, but we've, like... We've put more thought into Mayo than any other member. Yes. Do we want to leave it at that? As in, like, when we get to Romaine's episode, Romaine happens how Romaine happens. I think we'll find them... The less fleshed out characters as we get there because we'll be more informed by the other characters as well. Because it's, I I imagine this setting, it really is like you guys got to be fucking tight. Yeah. uh, To be in a crew like this. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, like you either split or somebody else is getting stabbed. Yeah. I I, I asked myself that, and then I realized, yeah. By the time we get to last character in a party, we've pretty much already, like, got an idea of, like, okay, so this is how they are. This kind of person would fit into their niche. Exactly. So. So, I don't think it'll be too much to worry about as far as the ones we don't have too fleshed out. Mm-hmm. It'll be more of building a crew mm-hmm. that seems... Cohesive? Cohesive and also appropriate to what we're going for mm-hmm. uh i know in the sprawl itself it's like you may not want to double dip into classes too much as far as like this person plays the tech this person is also a tech yeah uh 
but like you can do that like it wouldn't be too hard to do here because we have control over them mm-hmm. where compared to having a full party people and like well two people want to be like the killer class mm-hmm. and because you know violence and because you know yeah punching things yay mm-hmm. Here, I think we'd be able to do it in a way that's different. Like, say, if we were to have two mechanics or something like that, mm-hmm. and one could be like, I know there's one that's more towards drones, and other ones that's more towards mechanical, like, tinkering and stuff. Yeah. Okay. So, I think that we have. I think we'll be okay for fleshing we got the out bones. these characters. Yeah, we got the bones. We're good. If anything, uh, is there anything that you want to clarify about this setting? Uh, like a good like here's a good comparison for me uh we know we're gonna have a hacker yes do we think this is the kind of system where not system but setting where when they do hacking it's they pull out a little computer and they Mm -hmm. plug something into the wall somewhere where Mm -hmm. they have access or they have like a like a pop-up hollow display that wirelessly connects i was considering that and i think it i think it's the kind of future where like hardwired things still very much exist yes but like the idea of them having like a little like pocket of like adapters and stuff yeah like i see i I, like the physical aesthetic of it i was gonna say i can see them carrying like they've got their backpack that has all these different types of cords and adapters and things and and then every now and then it's literally just as simple as they whip out their little tablet or whatever and they just like their server is wide fucking open. Just da 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 I could see that. Because I, I can see it in terms of, like, when you think of, like, so it, super future nonsense and, like, people, it's always, like, the hollow display and yada, yada, yada. I'm like, hollow display or not, there's still a physical thing that contains data somewhere. Yes. And whether they're choosing to get to the digital server... Mm-hmm. Or the physical server is like okay. I think they're capable of doing both. Okay, I understand what you're saying now. But as far as like you know, they've got a little wristwatch and they go beep beep boop boop, and then they've got like the hollow display. I don't know, maybe. I think like hollow display stuff is. I think it's the time where not the time, but the kind of setting where yes, you can have a hollow display. Hey, thing. And it's very much a everyone can see you're using a hollow display kind of thing. Yeah. So it's not like private. It's not stealth. It's not, it's not stealth. It's not private. Uh, and it's more of like a, oh, look at me. I have a hollow display. Okay. I don't need to carry around your like backpack full of junk, essentially. <laughs> yes, so, well, sometimes that backpack full of junk is very useful. Well, then it's not even like, like, like that. I mean, like when the high-end corporation guy steps out of the a car and like you can see he's having a call with somebody right now because it's displaying the mirrored image of, of whoever yeah, yeah, he's yeah, talking yeah. to from his own like brain projector or yeah. eye projector yeah like you might not be able to hear it but you can see he's talking to somebody and yeah that's part of it well i mean it's it was the um what was it the uh late 80s when they started having car phones when, i think so like, yeah. like no i know what you're talking about yeah when it was like essentially the same thing as like having a Tesla nowadays where like on your phone you can tell your car to come to your driveway or something like that it <laughs> but like it everyone was like oh my god dude doesn't just have like a bitch in vehicle his car 
has a phone in it. Yes. It's a wireless phone in his vehicle. How the fuck did he... Aff- yeah, that. It's that kind of thing. First one, 1946. No, what? A Motorola, even. What? Yeah, that's fine. But, yeah, I know what you're saying. In the whole, it was... It's partially a status thing. Yes. Like, it's a thing and that's that also what I'm. that's yes. also what I'm saying. Uh, for that, for the setting itself. Okay. The, I, I am very excited for the idea of, like, whatever the squad does, whether they do, like, mildly illegal or highly illegal things, it's whatever. I'm really excited for this squad. Yeah. I think, I think, regardless of what they do, I think they get along great. Yeah. I mean, not just in the sense of, like, they trust each other so they won't backstab each other. I think they just like each other. Like, they like hanging out. Yes. And so, like, when Chibata's like, you know, I need to reupholster my car, there's at least two people who are like, fuck yeah, dude, I'll help you with that. Mm-hmm. I love you and your car's sick as fuck, man. Let's hang out. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody in the squad belittles their choice to use gas. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, okay. somebody, somebody might be like, dude, do you realize how much it sucks hauling these gas cans up these fucking stairs? But then they're like... Let's go for a joy ride. <laughs> like, yeah, that's that's what I'm really excited for is like whatever they do, like as a mercenary band or not, mm-hmm. they'd hang out anyways, whether they don't have whether they have a job or not. They hang out. Oh, no. A crew of buddies that actually oh, like each other. Found family. And oh, one of them is no. a robot. They all love mayo. Everybody loves mayo. <laughs> Ain't nothing but white people in here. Ah. Oh, Christ. Anyways. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll probably give the uh, the overview PDF thing a few more reads now that I've got, like, a name as opposed to just, like, a, eh, yeah, sure, we'll use that someday. Yes. And yeah. we'll get that and more sorted out. Well, try to find some way to get it uploaded onto the Google Doc. I was wondering so about that. that. Uh, yeah, we might just find a fillable one. That might be the easiest one for this one. Yeah. Uh, to upload, you know, for each page. Yeah, for character information and stuff. Yeah, but uh, either way, we'll get it posted up somewhere. Yeah, cool. Well, <laughs> look forward to mayo. <laughs> Truly, a cursed <laughs> statement. Here Look comes for our mayo. mayo. <laughs> Look out, here comes mayo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> try and find us on social media, guys. We're going to try to contact people. Uh, uh, yeah. Thanks for reviews and whatnot. Uh, take it easy. We'll see you with mayo. <laughs> <laughs> mayo be with me.